Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to discuss the upcoming full moon, so our full moon forecast for September 20th, 2021, around 6.54 p.m. Central Time. So first of all, please keep in mind, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. So if you're new to this podcast and you follow Western astrology, you may be thinking, but the signs are wrong. <laughs> and it's different. It's different than Western astrology. But according to the Vedic sidereal system, this is where the planets are astronomically, literally and physically placed. So these are the placements that I like to use. And the other disclaimer is that I do reside in Austin, Texas. So depending on where you're located in the world, the full moon is going to take place at a little bit of a different time. But if you are, again, in the northern hemisphere, it's going to be kind of in the evening. So getting into our forecast, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss the sign that the moon is going to be in. We'll talk about some auspicious activities. I'm going to talk about the equinox. We have the equinox coming up on September 22nd, and we will talk about some symbolism for that. But before we get into all of that, I do just want to catch up on some global events because you know, we've been talking, if you've been following this podcast, we've been talking and Mars is currently combust. Jupiter has retrograded back into Capricorn. Of course, Jupiter is in the sign of Danishta. So we look at the sign of Capricorn, but then we divide the sign into even more precise segments, giving us the nakshatras. And so Jupiter is in the nakshatra of Danishta, which is ruled by Mars. Of course, Mars is currently being combusted by the sun. So we are seeing this heated energy. We are seeing a lot come to the surface. We're definitely seeing a lot of volatility, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration. I was looking at the news and there's an arm, an arms race that's being announced because apparently the U.S. and Australia are, um, they're, they're bringing about prominence with these nuclear submarines, which, you know, we can all have our own opinions about. But this is a big deal. You know, this is a big deal. And of course, there are other things in the media that are quite volatile if you've been paying attention. So this is why we're seeing all of this come up. And we knew that we would see this come up, right? We've been talking about this. We knew that these months were going to be intense. We knew they were going to be fiery and confrontational. And this is something that we're going to continue to see throughout the rest of the year. So I do want you all to have an eye on that. And so moving into our full moon so and I mean you know before going on because I hate leaving everything off on a dismal note right is that though the outer world seems quite chaotic something that I want to keep in mind something that I keep in mind for myself is that when we are in fear we lose a lot of our power and I've witnessed this <laughs> Like, I speak from experience when I am afraid I lose my power and I lose sight of the power and control that I do have. And it's really important to stay reasonably and responsibly up to date with news. But it's also really important to keep our minds open, to try not to allow ourselves to get hijacked by fear. It happens. We're human. But reminding ourselves when it's happening, right? 
if we're falling into that space, if we're starting to feel a loss of power, a loss of control, falling into the space of of fear, maybe it's time to take a break and to come home to ourselves. And the other thing that I want to mention is that all of these news outlets, all of these things that we're seeing, they all have contradictory information. They're all trying to share their own specific agenda, their own specific words. And, you know, there may be truth in them. And we want to keep our minds open. We want to be able to see clearly. And in order to see clearly, we can't be filled with rage. (laughs) We can't be filled with fear. We can't have anxiety. We can't be totally um, polarized from one another that we kind of fall into the space of self-righteousness. And again, I, I just want to validate that these things happen and it's a very human thing and a lot of us are going to be subject to it. And the news and media is specifically designed for us to fall into those spaces. So please be mindful. You know, I'm I'm not saying that everything is a lie or that everything is out to get us. But it's important to know that we're, we have agendas. We're people. We have agendas. When we're on the news, we're trying to get people to see and think a certain type of way. And it's just important to keep our minds open. And what's most important is to keep our minds clear so that we can see things truly. Okay, so I do hope that that helps. Try not to get too swept away with what we're seeing and and try to stay rooted and grounded in what we can control, which is really how we treat one another and how we conduct our own lives, Um, how we talk to ourselves, treat ourselves, how we talk and treat other people, how we talk to and treat other people. So looking at this full moon, so the full moon is going to take place in the sidereal Pisces. And so the full moon is always a time of letting go and releasing. It's kind of like shedding the layers, letting things go. And the sign of Pisces is the most spiritual sign of the zodiac, in my opinion. It's the final sign of the zodiac. And so the 12th sign, the 12th sign of Pisces, has this connection to spirituality, to liberation, to moksha, So it's this very divine sign and it comes with a lot of wisdom. And so as I was mentioning earlier, we want to look at the sign, but we also want to look at the nakshatra. And so the nakshatra of Pisces is Uttara Bhadrapada. And this is one of those nakshatras that is a pair, right? We have Purva Bhadrapada and then we have Uttara Bhadrapada. And Uttara Bhadrapada represents the second half of a funeral cot the second half of a funeral pyre. And so there's this maturity to it, this sophistication to it. And honestly, I I do believe, and I mean, it is is said this way in scriptures as well, is that Uttara Bhadrapada is very mature. There's quite a philosophical nature, a spiritual nature. And very much an ethereal nature it's a little bit more ethereal a little bit more spiritual a little bit more um almost like a little bit more soft as well than Purva Bhadrapada Purva Bhadrapada is a little bit more intense because Purva Bhadrapada is represented by a dragon that's kind of like breathing fire and Uttara Bhadrapada is more associated to water and the serpent beneath the ocean and what I think about when I think about a serpent beneath the ocean is I think of the serpent 
that is maintaining the universe. If you've ever seen Vishnu, the preserver of the universe, resting on a bed of serpents, right? It's said that these serpents are upholding and maintaining the universe. And so what I find so fascinating is that this full moon is occurring so close to the equinox. The full moon is happening on September 20th. The equinox is occurring on September 22nd. And the equinox is a time of balance. It's a, it's a perfect time of balance before things start becoming um, a little bit more uneven again, so to speak, right? It's like right before we start moving into this fall state. And so on the equinox, it's like this perfect state of equanimity. And so I think of a balance between yin and yang, but I also think of the balance between material and spiritual. And so what I thought we could talk about today is this concept of our ego, of our thoughts, our emotions, our opinions, our physical body, but then our emotional body our energetic body and our subtle body. Because this is, again, this is really associated to Atara Bhadrapada in this funeral pyre. Because when someone passes, and this is, again, this is according to my personal spiritual belief system, Uttara Bhadrapada, again, it represents the funeral pyre. And when somebody passes and then they go through this ceremony, the ceremony of passing, of going into this funeral pyre where this pure flame is said to burn impurities. What is left after that? What is left after that? And to me, what is left, what I believe is left, is what we are all conscious of, that conscious awareness that lies beyond our emotions, our thoughts, our opinions, and our physical body. So when we sit in meditation and we ask ourselves, am I the physical body? It's like, no, you're not the physical body. The physical body is this finite thing that's ever changing. You are not the physical body. You're something beyond that. Am I my thoughts? You are not your thoughts. Thoughts are ever changing. They fluctuate. Thoughts are generated from all of our own unique perspectives. They're not rooted in truth. We are not our thoughts, right? We think about our emotions. It's the same thing. We are not our emotions. But there's this conscious awareness that's aware of our thoughts. It's separate of our thoughts. It's separate of our emotions. It's separate of our body. And it's that space of knowing awareness that I believe continues to transcend all of time. And this is the part that is very real within all of us, and it's going to exist, again, through all of time and space. And I mentioned this on Instagram, and I was kind of surprised by how many people were not aware of this, so I thought that we could talk about it. We have our, there are actually many bodies. If you've heard about the koshas, we have the physical body, we have the breath body, we have the emotional body, we have the body of intelligence. Then, of course, we have our bliffs body. So there are multiple bodies in, in the koshas. So if you want to look up koshas, you should look up koshas. But to keep it brief, because I don't want to go too far into that today, is we have our gross body. And our gross body is like our physical body. I actually have a funny story about this. I was talking to my boyfriend about it. 
he was just waking up and I was like, have you come into your gross body? <laughs> and he's like, what? My gross body? You think my body is gross? I'm like, no, it's like your gross body. Like you have your subtle body and then you have your gross body. He, he was like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I had to, I had to share this with him. So the gross body, again, it's our physical body. It's the finite material body that's made up of the nutrients we consume. And then we have our subtle body, which is our energetic body. Okay. It, and so that energetic body is who you are when you're dreaming, right? It's that subconscious state where you go somewhere else. Your body is staying still. The subtle energies are somewhere else. And then it's also what we're tapping into when we're meditating and, and things of that nature. So gross body, subtle body. How often are we in our gross body identifying with our physical attributes? I am female. I am male. I'm non-binary. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm beautiful. I'm not beautiful. And then how often are we identifying with our subtle body? I am this conscious awareness that is completely equal within all beings. And so to me, with this full moon that is so ethereal, and it represents that space that's left after death. And then also so close to the equinox, which is this balance and harmony. I think it's such an amazing time to sit with this and to ask yourself, who are you beneath the ego, right? Because our ego, the human ego, I'm not talking about like, oh, you're egotistical. I'm talking about the human ego, which is going to be comprised of our body, of how we view ourselves. It's also our perception. It's our opinion. And what's interesting about perception and opinion is that it's cultivated through memory and unique experience. So depending on how we look, what body we're born in, we have a specific unique experience. We view the world through a certain shade we develop our own opinions and our thoughts. So that's like the human ego. But then that subtle body, the spiritual self, it's beyond that. And so I think it's such an important time to, to look at what's beneath that. What do we represent that's deeper? Are we able to connect with others through that space of divinity? Are we able to see that we are all cut from the same cloth when it really comes down to it? And, and reflect on how our unique perception has been shaped, you know, and looking to expand that, trying to expand it to be able to see the viewpoints and the lives and the opinions of other people. I think it's a really important time for us to be doing this. When there's so much adversity and there's so much polarization, I think that working to be able to see this connection and this Again, this kind of like cloth of the cosmos that we're all connected by. Uh, being able to see it with more clarity. So how does this relate to the equinox? Well, as I was mentioning, can we find balance between the material and the spiritual? Can we rest in our human ego? Because we can't just get rid of it. We can't just dismiss it. You know, can we rest in our human ego and utilize it to benefit others? Can we be aware of our perception? Can we be aware of how our experience has shaped our reality while simultaneously staying connected to this space of the subtle, to that space of consciousness that resides in all beings? 
And then in, in regards to the full moon, it's like, what is it time to let go of that may be keeping us from that? Do you have judgments of yourself, judgments of other people? Are you viewing yourself with a critical eye? You know, some of us may have a really negative perception of ourselves that keeps us from resting in that divinity of that divine consciousness. We may lose sight of it sometimes. So it is certainly something to contemplate and to keep an eye on. And the other thing that I'd like to talk about is how, again, I was talking about those the perception, right? It's like if I were born with green glasses, I'm going to see the entire world through this green lens. And some of the events that shape our perception deeply are usually those of trauma, of pain, of wounds, things that have hurt. And sometimes when we have those shades of perception, like I am not lovable, no one's going to love me, or I'm not trustworthy, you know, or I, I don't deserve this, people don't listen to me. When we live in that space of woundedness, it shades our perception and it, it causes us to view the world in a specific way. And then it causes us to act a specific way. I'm actually thinking of a really interesting quote. I'm actually going to pull it up. I'm kind of clicking around on my computer. It's from Gandhi. I was actually thinking about reading a different Gandhi quote, but I think that this one is really appropriate right now. It says, watch your thoughts for they become words. Watch your words for they become actions. Watch your actions for they become habits. Watch your habits for they become your character. Watch your character for it becomes your destiny. And so if we're living in that place of woundedness or we're living in that place of trauma or pain, those are our thoughts, right? And it takes a lot of time to navigate these things and to heal these things and to work with these things. But notice how that perception, how those lenses are contributing to your life. And are they keeping you from living in authenticity? Do, do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, this used to happen to me all the time. I've, I've had to work on it so much. But there used to be this fear of letting people close to me because I didn't trust people to be close to me because of how I had been treated in the past. And so when people would try to get close to me, I would act in a certain way to get them to be distant, to get them further from me when in my heart, what I wanted the most was closeness. What I wanted the most was intimacy, but I feared it so much. I feared the rejection or the abandonment so much that I would act in such a way to create that distance. But what was happening is I wasn't being authentic to myself because what I wanted more than anything was that love and that affection. Do you see how that works? And so it's really important to catch ourselves in those moments and try to act with the courage so that we can live from that space of authenticity live from that space of um, acting in alignment with what it is that we want. Which reminds me of my second Gandhi quote. <laughs> and he says that happiness is when our words, thoughts, and actions are in harmony. 
Happiness is when our words, thoughts, and actions are in harmony, when they align. And what this really means is when we're living with integrity, right? And I could go on about integrity. I think that integrity is one of those the most healing, honorable things on earth. And I think that this is so prevalent when it comes to spiritual seeking. Because if we're trying to evolve, if we're trying to understand ourselves and the universe in this deeper, more intimate way, it requires a change of action. It requires us to change our behavior. The more awareness that we cultivate, the more responsible we are for changing our action, changing our patterns, changing our habit, living in such a way that reflects, again, our thoughts, which reflects our words. And, you know, with this, with integrity and with our actions, kind of going back to this idea of Uttara Bhadrapada, this nakshatra that strives to understand what lasts after death. When we're acting in alignment with integrity, what we have the power to do is act in such a way that can literally change the future. When we're acting in alignment with ethics or virtue that we hold dear to our heart, And that could be our own personal development. If we care so deeply about ridding ourselves of patterns, if we care so deeply about getting rid of a habit that is stunning our growth, when we better ourselves, we inevitably better the world around us. How we treat people changes, how we treat others changes, how we treat the environment changes. And when we continue to spread kindness and generosity and love, that certainly can change the planet well past our life, which is an interesting thing to think about. If we treat someone with kindness and it changes their life and the way that they are, it may change the way they treat their children and the way their children treat their children. So sometimes, you know, it's beyond our comprehension or beyond what we can even see. But just trusting and resting in the fact that when we, again, when we stand in our integrity and and we work to better ourselves and be in alignment with our beliefs, it truly can change the world around us. And then, of course, with our actions, like our direct actions, (laughs) how we choose to treat the world around us can very much change the future. And it can change our own individual karma. So it's a a really powerful thing. And Uttara Bhadrapada does have this strong integrity, you know. So I think that these are all things to contemplate. And I think that, again, I think it's important to contemplate the human ego and remembering that the human ego doesn't need to be demonized, but we can use the human ego as a tool of evolution and we can use the human ego as a way to understand the world around us to understand ourselves. because when we have this ego to say okay 
the way I see the world is because of my upbringing and the way that I look and my unique experiences. These other people around me all have their own unique experiences and perception and upbringing. And so therefore their truth and their reality is totally different than my own. So again, this human ego is so important for our evolution and for our growth. And I also think it's a wonderful time to contemplate, again, that that inner space of awareness that unites all of us beyond the body, beyond the perspective, beyond the memories, beyond the wounds, beyond the trauma, that space of divine knowing, that source energy that resides in all of us. And taking advantage of the fact that it's a full moon. So it's a time to release and let go. So what might be keeping you from allowing your words, thoughts, and actions to align? What pattern do you need to start working with? What habit do you need to start breaking? Is it the narrative that you believe that you are not powerful enough to change the world? Because that's just not true. Each one of us has the ability to change the world and the world of other people. Every time we have an interaction with someone, we have the ability to influence their world for the better. And so whoever you are, wherever you're listening, I'm sure you have your own unique (laughs) thing in your life that you're wanting to release and let go of. But regardless of what your agenda is, what's on your mind, I just hope that you can remember that divinity within yourself, your connection to the cosmic fabric and just how influential you truly can be by loving yourself working with yourself striving to be the best that you can be living in your dharma living in your integrity just how much you can change and understanding that it takes time that we're all works in progress you know one of my teachers raganath he says we're all dented cans (laughs) We all have errors. We're not going to be perfect all the time. And that's okay. That's just like part of the journey, you know. So also trying to stay lighthearted about it. Doing the best that we can. But I hope that this was helpful. I hope that it was cohesive. I took a long walk today and I was just kind of contemplating all of this. So I do hope it was cohesive. I hope you understood. The final thing I'll say is that this full moon, it is going to be aspected by Saturn. It's going to be aspected by K2, so it gives it an incredibly spiritual nature, but it's also going to be aspected by the sun, Mars, and Mercury. So there may be some anxiety that comes up, some restlessness that comes up, some doubts or fears that creep in. It's a little intense. The world around us may be more intense, honestly. So please be mindful driving. Be mindful of the people around you. Oh my gosh, I did this reading with this woman. She was so insightful. And she said, she's like, you know, you can get a feel of the environment by how people are driving. She's like, I feel like I can understand what's happening astrologically by how people are driving. And I laughed so hard because she was so incredibly right. Like, I noticed this as soon as Mars went combust, people started driving a little bit more erratically. (laughs) So please be mindful on the road. Be mindful of people around you. And before the time comes, just try to ground yourself keep yourself grounded try to remind yourself that you are not your thoughts you are not your emotions these are fluctuating things that come and go and just kind of plan in advance to you know 
maybe keep it low. Don't do anything too risky because again, the emotions are going to be heightened and things may be fluctuating. So I do hope that this was helpful. I hope that you feel more prepared for this incredibly ethereal, spiritual full moon. I hope that you feel empowered with your actions and I hope that you feel empowered to stand in your integrity and to stand for what it is that you truly believe in. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. Please follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and I'd love to see you on Patreon, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Thank you.